0: What is up, Sports by Fry fans? Thank you for tuning in to another Fry's Fast Five. And we've had some pretty big news in the last couple of hours. Uh, Tobias Harris has been traded from the Los Angeles Clippers, and he will be going to the Philadelphia 76ers, which is Definitely a trade that most of us probably didn't see coming, but Harris's name had kind of been linked to rumours in the past couple of weeks, so it's not a huge surprise. Arguably the biggest trade of the deadline, though. The poor Zingus one kind of happened a little bit prior to the real deadline, so I don't really count that, but... Yeah, Tobias Harris going to the Sixers will be very, very interesting to see how things unfold. You do wonder if it does open up the door for a Jimmy Butler trade before the deadline, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's less than 36 hours now until the deadline expires, so it would take some serious doing if they were to deal Butler. However, according to Woj, all reports indicate that the Sixers want to keep their big four with Harris, Butler, Embiid and Ben Simmons now, which is a pretty dope group of dudes, especially when you add JJ Reddick into the mix. Uh, they got Mike Scott and Boban Majoranovic, however you say his last name, the big giant 7-3 dude with huge fucking hands. They got him in the deal as well. So they address some of their depth concerns that I was initially a little bit worried about. I've said it on previous pods and videos and things before. So kudos to the Sixers. On the other side of the ball, the Clippers got Landry Shamit, who's a had a pretty good rookie season. They got the expiring contracts from of Mike Muscala and Wilson Chandler as well, so that gives them some space to maybe make a splash in the offseason, potentially get Kawhi landed. You never know. Um, and they got a couple of first-round picks and second rounders in the deal as well. The probably the biggest piece of that trade from a Clippers vantage point was getting Miami's unprotected 2021 first rounder. So that'll definitely help them regardless of how their summer unfolds this year in their future plans. Um, Big move for the Philadelphia 76ers. You do wonder if uh, that can make them the favorites out east. I think it's jumping the gun by saying that, but Harris doesn't need the ball in his hands as much. So he's definitely a lethal shooter and can help along with JJ Reddick spot up. And there were concerns with Simmons being so ball dominant, how they could, you know, get, they might get found out in the playoffs, but having Harris's shooting pedigree uh, in their starting lineup is going to be huge for them. From the Clippers perspective, you do wonder if it's going to be time to sell off a couple of assets. Lou Williams is someone who could definitely help uh playoff aspiration team. And uh, the let's be honest, the Clippers, they were overachieving so far. They're still sitting in the eighth seed, surprisingly, but this move might open up that seeding spot for the, a couple of other teams who are out of the race. The Timberwolves I don't have a lot of faith in. The Lakers are two and a half games back from the Clippers, but the Kings are only one game behind the Clippers. So you could maybe see Sacramento make a small move that sees them push up and win a few more games this year. After all, they don't have their pick this season, so it makes sense for them to win as many games as possible. So, yeah, huge trade. I'm going to be covering the trade deadline um, and the implications moving forward over the next couple of days. I think we've got under 36 hours, like I said, until... The deadline expires, so expect to see rumours and things ramp up. I'm going to go on the record again and say I don't think AD will get dealt. It makes sense for New Orleans to wait and see what Boston can offer. And LA, even if they do offer as many draft picks as New Orleans is demanding, all those picks are probably going to be in the late 20s with AD and LeBron in LA. So it makes sense from a Pelicans perspective to hold on to AD. Bit risky, and he could get shut down, but... uh, Yeah, watch this space. Just quickly, before I wrap up, the AFL-X draft just finished as well. Shout out to Nat Fife, who I think uh, personally has the best team, but it was very top-heavy. Interesting draft. Um, I didn't get to watch any of the AFL-X last year. I was over in Canada, and the time difference kind of messed that up, but I'm kind of excited to see what this concept produces. A lot of people have crapped on it in the past, but the AFL has said that kids are their target audience, and they do want to... I think from memory they said that they're letting kids in free to Marvel Stadium when they have the event. So, yeah, I think it's a nice thing to mix it up a bit. Let's be honest, the preseason is a bit of a drab until the JLT game starts and we're all clutching at straws trying to find some relevant news. So I've got high hopes that it won't be as boring as some other people think. It'll be something different, unique. They've changed a couple of rules as well this year. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it pans out. Uh, that's going to do it make sure that you tune into the YouTube and podcast channels. Um, In the next couple of days, I'm going to do a big trade deadline recap, and then I'm going to start doing some more AFL fantasy stuff ramping up. Oh, last thing, make sure you check out Dream Team Talk for my latest piece. Um, Six cards down in the deck of DT, two to go. Until next time though, peace.